Hello everyone! Hello, hello! Uh, I'm, I'm Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Natalie. And we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers! Yeah boy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how we both start doing a little party there. <laughs> oh, let's do like just a warning. We're both... Tony's just finished a cold, I'm just starting a cold. So we've got the window open, which means there's wind chimes and inconsiderate people out in the world neighbours just living their lives yeah how rude are they? <laughs> airplanes because my house is under the flight path from Heathrow so basically we're saying it's going to be a fun episode it's going to be ASMR high quality <laughs> high quality audio from start to finish yeah. don't worry about it we're so ready um, for this and life has just been life yeah so hope you're all well hope you've all been enjoying life <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode. Reading the update. Which was no. No. Our teenage. Teenage. Oh, yeah. Teenage dream. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that episode this morning Mm. because um, two worlds collide. Obviously, I'm on book talk. Yeah. And then I'm on, like, activist talk and, like, you know, very And there was a lady who has nothing to do with book talk at all. And she was, like, on book talk. There's a lady, a white lady, in her 30s or 40s, and she just talks about Twilight, and she's like, and do you know what? I'm here for it. It's so unproblematic. And now I was commenting, and I was like, I follow her. I love her. <laughs> and it just really yeah. went off, because it was like two worlds yeah. colliding. Like, how do you get her on your feed? Like, she must actively look at BookTok, even though she isn't. I don't know, it's probably book like talk. a... a hashtag crossover or something maybe like. she was looking at robert pattinson stuff because <laughs> same <laughs> maybe she looked at batman stuff and that's exactly. how you end up on that side of things because um, same <laughs> no i was on there anyway but also looking at batman stuff my tiktok's really random at the moment i don't think it knows what to throw at me i'm not going through like a phase with the with what i'm getting i think the algorithm's doing a thing as well where they've updated it so you have like mm there's just loads of tabs and things now there's like mm. followers and then there's something else and something else and I'm like ah what are you doing yeah some people I don't know if you saw AK Mulford's show she's got a dislike on comments now <gasps> no I didn't see that I've been choose. that's a bit mm. reddity though I've so maybe that's that. why they did it yeah and loads of people have stories and can repost and I can't do either of them I did get some like but obviously <laughs> been non-existent from TikTok for a few months now. I really want to get back into it, but any time I'm like, yeah, go, I just honestly, I'm not been looking good lately. <laughs> uh, I've given up on, like, how I look now. I literally don't care. Yeah, I could tell when you're on TikTok because suddenly you respond to everything I've I feel really you. bad. You tag me in all this interesting stuff and, like, once a month I'll just go through and I'm like, oh, there's cool things <laughs> that I just no, haven't looked at. It's cool because then you like my comment and I get to look at it again. Yeah. <laughs> I need to recruit you for a mission, by the way. I like missions. Okay, so I want to reread Twilight. Yes. I do not want to buy it new or buy it from Amazon. So I've decided to make a fun little game of just checking charity shops oh, for I copies. I always see them in charity shops. Yeah, so yeah. I've got Eclipse. That's I all I found that. in, in my town. I'll have a look in my town. But your town has better books in their charity shops. It does indeed, yeah. So if you could join me in my mission... So I can oh, have all the Twilight, so I can reread them. I just I didn't want to pay for them like new, and that cost me fifty p. Mm. And so if I can get the whole set, read them, don't eat them again, I don't think I'd keep them. I don't know. 
just because I was rewatching the films and I was like, I really don't remember the books because I read them when I was like 13. The first film is such a comfort watch mm. for me and it's just like it's that was, so indie because it was done by an indie director and yeah stuff. and it's just so it's it was never film. supposed to blow up like it did like no and then the, hollywood got involved and yeah. all the hair and makeup got weird and it got all glossy and kristen stewart talks about it she was like it was just this shitty indie film that we took yeah. to part in yeah. that none of us expected to go so it was so big exactly but honestly my self-care was like sims and yeah. I suspect I said that last episode, but anyway. Yeah, I've started doing um, rotational sims. I'll have to tell you about it off camera. But yeah, I've just been living my sims life recently as well. Yeah. I've been like, oh, I've done half an hour of work. Let's let's have two hours of sims now. Well, I've, so I've got a new fancy desk set up. I've got a rising desk and all sorts of stuff. But I've got two monitors now. Yeah. So I could have work on one, Sims and the other. Oh, because they could if, be working. Yeah. Like doing their life. Yeah. Slippery slope, though. I don't know. Sims do try and top themselves a bit too often, though. You have to never just, like, leave them. Mine always, like, mine are never that chaotic. But mm. they do tend to, like, I don't know, go do skills and hobbies that I don't want them to do. <laughs> Well, there'll be one just like sat at a piano, like bladder red, hunger red, yeah, oh, yeah, sleep yeah, red. Like, I'm like, babe, you can get up from yeah, the piano. If it's sore, you can stop. Like, yeah. Like, if crazy. you've got like a kid that you forget about that you're just stuck on a piano, and then like you're they like, oh, die shit. on the piano, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Two of my sims just went off to uni, so success. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm waiting for my team to le- become. What, a young adult YA? Well, I've like got to... I'm still on Sims 2, so they become uh, a young adult when you send them to uni, whether or not they've been a teenager one day or, like, the whole 18 yeah. days or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm in Sims 4 just kind of living my worst life because Sims 4 is a massive... It's an upgrade mm. in terms of graphics, but it's a downgrade in terms of play from Sims I don't know, there's just too many things to think about. I really like the simplicity of Sims 2. And then my brother found a, like a patch to make it work, basically, yeah. on a modern computer. Um, That's good. The only problem is, if I ever need to get like a new computer, you can never transfer them over when you've got patches involved. Yeah. That's the best thing about Sims, you just yeah. make new families. I don't know, I had like a six-generation family. I've never gone past like one generation. No, I had a dynasty, like I uh, swear to you. Yeah. They was, there was one family, and like... Because if you don't play them, they're still alive. So the great-great-grandma was still alive in another oh, house. Yeah. And then, like, I'd literally been making Sims to marry them to. Like, literally, the entire neighbourhood That's was why um, I started doing... I found a YouTube video about playing rotationally because I like to make the Sims. Mm. I love making the houses. I yeah. play for a little bit and then I get bored and just make a new family and start yeah. again. So I never really do much playing with the Sims. And then when I came across this rotational version, I decided to give it a try, and it, it's making it so much more fun. Like I actually yeah. want to play past the point of making the house now. Oh no, I've played like I've played some of them until they like die naturally of old age as well. Yeah. No, I just like making the families, making the houses. I spend days making the perfect house, mm. and then I'm like play with them for like two days. And I'm like, no, I go through phases of just building or just playing. Mm. But I will, I will just play them, and I will play them like to as death, also to, for their life. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I've been trying to like get them to succeed in their careers. Mm. It's really fucking hard work. 
Yeah, it's like, why are you so against... I've done everything, like, all the skills, and then they're, they're, like, making work friends and stuff. And, like, getting them to network. One of them, I was, like, making them have parties with all his work friends, Mm. and, like, feeding them nice food so they're all happy. And um, even then, he wouldn't get promoted that fast. And I was like, I'm... I'm trying so hard. I'm doing everything right here. Yeah, know. and I guess because it's based on an American model, so maybe that's it. <laughs> like their vacation, yeah. their vacation days in The Sims. I was like, like this is like a Sims-specific thing. No, it's actually just American-specific thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realise until like yeah, this year. Yeah, I saw like a TikTok that was like the differences in managers. And it was mm. like the American manager was like, Tom took all five of his days off in one go. He's really not a team yeah. player. And it was like the English manager that was like, Tom's got, he's only taken five of his 15 days. I'm yeah. really concerned he's working himself too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you need to take your mandatory holiday um, before this day. <laughs> like, oh. Right, let's anyway. do the podcasty bit. All right, so... Uh, if this is just where we're starting, because all the Sims stuff got moved to the post-credits. <laughs> by the way, listen to after the credit bit, or the, like, end song, because we usually have the little yeah. post-credits, but like, like a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or basically the editor trying to insult us because he's sick of our shit. Yeah. So if the Sims <laughs> got moved to the end, hi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> the topic this week... Nine minutes. <laughs> we are going to do... I'm going to do a little history of the crime genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was I'm fun. Gonna... I got to do a little bit of research, and I've not been able to do that for anything for so long. Yeah. You've, um, I've been chief researcher for a while, so if you've not enjoyed the previous episodes, soz. <laughs> do it yourself. <laughs> um, Give us some feedback. <laughs> there's a suggestion box on our website. Mm lazybookclovers.wordpress.com no wait yeah no lazybookcoverslovespodcast.wordpress.com yeah there we go yeah I knew I'd miss something just go okay. on to one of our and things. someone's updating it now <laughs> me. <Love> me. <laughs> it's me I do it like once a month <laughs> it's not me I do once a month and there's not much in there but I'm doing it <laughs> I'm to blame for the really slow Instagram post <laughs> Hey, it's a shared workload. We're lazy. <laughs> it's lazy book lovers. And the only way this works, and in which neither of us ever gets mad that the other one doesn't do what they're saying they're going to do. Exactly, that's how it works. Then we turn up for a recording day and we're good to go. We do research yeah. now. That's yeah. new. We I mean, weren't doing that. In the be- she got when notes. have I ever come with notes for yeah. an episode? Usually I'm just like, no, nah, wing it. In the beginning, we didn't do that. Now we do actual research. Oh, I'm like queen of winging it. And we're not even doing it like. At the time we're supposed to be recording, we've done it ahead of time. Yes. <laughs> anyway, my evening. Right, you take you take the reins. Go. So, crime. Yes. <laughs> so obviously nowadays there are many different versions of crime, and it's known by lots of names. So it can be crime fiction, detective story, murder mystery, mystery novel, police novel, all with their own notable sub genres. And it often crosses over with thrillers, sci-fi, historical fiction, etc. So when you talk about, it's the same with any type of book genre. Mm. You know, there's no black and white. There's no box that genres go in, as we all know. Yeah, I never really thought about having that many subgenres. To be mm. fair, until you point them out. Yeah, there's like cozy mystery and things like that. Um, and now there's obviously like. And then there's like YA mystery, which is usually like mystery slash thriller, 
which is a genre that I love. That's mm. like, is that one of us is lying? Is that one yeah? Of that? Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. So I used to read a lot of crime. Now I only really read YA crime. I just find it more fun. Do you watch the Netflix series One of Us Lying Yet? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I, I know it's hard with. <laughs> do you know what else I also haven't watched yet? Mm. Shadow and Bone. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I will get to all these things. But do you know mm. what I have been doing? Mm. I've rewatched All the Castle and I'm rewatching The Office, the American okay. version. So just doing the important work. <laughs> Sometimes new stuff just requires too much energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I was impressed slash shook it when I was researching the history of crime genre writing books. So, the earliest known example is 1001 Nights. In the English, we know it as Arabian Nights. Oh, yeah. And that's a collection of Middle Eastern folk tales um, from just some of the countries or some of the languages it's been done in is Arabic, Egyptian, Indian, Persian and Mesopotamian. Mesopotamian? And they're all folk tales that were compiled in Arabic during the Islamic Golden Age, um, which was between the 8th and the 14th century. So it wasn't, it was compiled over that time. Yeah. So lots of stories just kept getting added to it. But the first English edition was coming out between 1706 and 1721 depends on where you look um so that was a big mixture of folk stories mm. uh like a popular one that we know now is aladdin's wonderful lamp obviously turned into a disney oh, story okay um which isn't a crime oh well ish no. yeah i mean depends if the, probably the original folk tale was a bit more crimey crimey yeah I'm reading the Twisted Tales of Aladdin at the moment, mm. which is quite fun. But that's for a future episode. However, the first or the most notable story from that compilation um, that was a crime story is The Three Apples by Shahertzad. I'm hoping I pronounced that right. I did look it up, but that was last night and I've slept since then. <laughs> um, Baby has deleted that. And that was like the first version of a whodunit. So it was a fisherman okay. who found a locked chest and he opened it up and there was a dead woman's body in it because, of course, it was a woman's body. Mm-hmm. And the story is like a whodunit of who he's trying to find out who killed the woman. Okay. So, yeah, that was interesting when I found out that, that it goes all the way. Well, I mean... I mean, my shoulders would go all the way back, but yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff we nicked from that gob's made, mm. including maths. <laughs> like, I, mean, I think maths, meat preparation, hygiene practices. Like, well, we didn't get them till much later. Yeah. Like, there was like surgical hygiene practices going on during the Islamic Golden Age, yeah. and we were just like, yeah, we're gonna throw our shit out the window. We're gonna, yeah, we'll throw our shit out the window. <laughs> I'm gonna examine a dead corpse, not wash my hands, and then help a lady give birth. Yeah, and I'm gonna eat an apple whilst I'm doing all this. Yeah, and, and smoke a, a smoke so a that's, cigar. That's where the er- <laughs> those areas of history line yeah. up. By the way, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but not also surprised. Like yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, elements of what we know now are always gonna be found mm. further back. So is that? I'm probably quizzing you on something neither mm. of us know. Greek stuff that predate that or before it or after it, I can't remember. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. 
You know, like the Greek tragedies, because yeah. some of them plays, they're not crime plays, but they would have, they usually feature some kind of wrongdoing. Yeah. But, and like a perhaps, whodunit, but maybe perhaps not quite Perhaps in some terms thing. of, I mean, I'm not very good with dates, history yeah. dates, but oh, perhaps right. in terms of like the uh, crime slash detective genre, they don't really fall under that, I no, don't know. because I think they're like tragedies, tragedies and stuff yeah. like that. Tragedies and dramas and, what's the happy one? There's a happy one. <laughs> this is, this is a half from happy facts. stories. No, but no, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's like there's three different types of Greek plays, mm. and it might not even be three. This is really vaguely remembered <laughs> fact. But I know tragedy and drama. One of them, yeah. like they're one and each, like, like happiness. 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 <laughs> you know, like the the masks. The yeah, like the sad, like, sad happy, happy. Like yeah, one. yeah, yeah. It's just that I think the happy stories don't do it as well, or aren't remembered as fondly. No. We do enjoy a sad story, don't we, as humans? Well, Greek gods are also batshit crazy, so I think it was easier to write the sad ones. <laughs> yeah, I just read, again, coming up in a future episode, I just read Laura Olympus, and yeah, that was quite fun. And it reminded me of obviously learning that story in school mm. in a different way. Um, but yeah. um, so uh, the classic detective story as we know it yeah. now was um, has been coined as uh, Edgar Allan Poe created yeah. the framework for it. So he had a series called, I think it's Dupont Stories. Dupont. 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 In 1841, and that's that created the framework that is still used now for like I've a detective read, story. I've read some of them. How are they? Because they're only short, hey? They're short. I, this is like, it was at uni, because I've got the complete works of yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. I've got like, I've got something like that, but I literally just pick out the horror ones, like the Raven and stuff to read. No, he did do, but I have read a couple of them. They're alright. I remember thinking mm. like, this isn't bad for like, 1841. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the era it was. It wasn't too fluffy and gothic-y. Yeah. But we do enjoy a, go- oh, a bit of fluffy I do gothic. enjoy a yeah, bit gothic. <laughs> And then the person that has been coined as being uh, responsible for the locked room mystery is Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, I was Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's so because there's so many genres, it all spans everywhere. Mm. The most well-known author, really, in the detective subgenre, so just detective, is Agatha Christie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, do you have the dates for her? I've got. No. Yeah. Uh, well, she so she was basically the most prolific author in the golden age of crime fiction, mm. which sat between 1920 and 1939. Okay. And uh, she wrote 74 novels and obviously created Hercule Poirot and Miss Jane Marple. Now, that that was the detective genre, but mm. now that's mostly known as like cosy mystery. Cosy murder yeah. mystery. And obviously her books are still... Well, they're still getting turned into blockbuster movies, mm. even now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was surprised how like long she was alive for as well, like as in into yeah. modern era. I always think of her as something like olden day, olden day. Yeah, but she wasn't. Yeah, and she, um, yeah, she just really went for it. She was like, I don't care. Just well, like, is. isn't it? This there's the story of her description of poisons was so accurate that someone identified a poison that happened in front of them just Jeez, based off of having read one of her so novels because she worked in World War Two. that's mm. what she did like it wasn't it wasn't poison stuff. it was like chemicals or something yeah. I can't remember now but basically yeah one of her novels described a certain type of poisoning so accurately 
that someone correctly identified. That's so cool. A um, murder attempt and found the cure from her novels. That is amazing. Like, her novel had, like, the antidote in it. I can't remember. Like, this is all half-remembered facts. Yeah. So basically, yeah. That's so cool. That was I had on... That's what I had on history, like, the notable yeah. things I picked out, which I just thought were really cool. And obviously, there's so many sub-genres in it. Uh, and, like, now, as I said, you get, like, the murder thriller. Yeah. They're, like crossovers um horror crosses over with yeah. crime quite a lot and then you have like the true crime side the non-fiction side mm-hmm. um romance crime as romance well crime. Ones, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm not i mean there's like even you know smutty books there's yeah. crime genres in the smutty but like mafia and things that's crime yeah. really if you think about it yeah. Um, yes, that's cool. So I found a couple of lists about notable crime novels, and I thought I'd see if you've read any, because uh, some of these these are classic mystery novels. Everyone should read. There's ten. Okay. And I thought you'd probably read Maybe. some at uni or something. Yeah. So there's The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins. No, but I have it somewhere. Have you? I've I want to I'm read sure The Woman it. in Black, which is obviously not by the same author, because I've seen the film. <laughs> But yeah, The Woman in White. So this is written in 1859. It's arguably the world's first true mystery novel, which, you know, arguably. It's a real Victorian blockbuster. So, I mean, that Woman in White coined an entire, like, staple Mm. in the crime genre. Um, Because it even gets used in a Sherlock episode, like the BBC series. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Woman in White. Yeah, it's like the same as the red room thing. Like you don't realize these things kind of permeate through and get used a lot in TV because you associate, but no one knows where it comes from. Yeah, because they have that in the Netflix series, The Haunting of Hill House, Mm. the red room, Mm -hmm. The Sign of the Four by Arthur Conan Doyle, which I have read. I can't remember where I got up to. I was going Mm. through the Sherlock Holmes. I can't remember where I got up to. I think I was going to buy the collection. I can't remember if I did. Can you see it up there? No, I can't. No, I didn't. Oh, it's on my Amazon wish list still. <laughs> um, I was going through them on audio. Mm. So, yeah. Aren't they narrated by Stephen Fry? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why they're so good. Yeah. So, I definitely recommend that audio. Agatha Christie The Hollow. Have you read any Agatha Christie? No, my mum's a big fan, though. Yeah. Um, I've only read Death on the Nile. I haven't read any of them. Not because, not for any particular reason. No, you just, just not. haven't. Yeah. Um, I've watched all of the Pryro series. Yeah, my mum likes... Yeah, I've watched a lot of this stuff because of my mum and my nana, they like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, I used to be really into the crime thing. Like, I used to only watch crime Mm. stuff really on TV. So I watched, like, Bones, Castle, all the CSIs, any body of proof, anything that was a crime Mm. drama, I was watching it. Yeah, I quite liked Castle. I find a lot of these things get a bit yeah, yeah. But if you like that, then it doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the yeah, if the if the general story works, it works. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I find them really great for like background. You know, like if you're not. Did you ever watch? It didn't run for that many seasons. Lie to me. Yes. So it was the one where they were use like these like facial like micro expressions mm. and stuff to do profiling and things. And what was that one about a man that was good at maths and he worked out murders from maths somehow? Oh, I don't remember. That I only watched one. a couple of episodes there was, of that, but I was the, like, "There's there was that. the one, the Mentalist. Oh. That was a guy that was like a um, not a magician, but kind of like a Darren Brown type. Mm. 
And then basically he used it to profile a serial killer and then that serial killer killed his whole family. So then he had like a mental breakdown, as you would, because he found them. And then he decided to consult for a police department Mm. in the hope that one day they'd help him catch the killer. So that was The Mentalist. I quite like that one. There was that True Detective, which was cut mm. off in its prime thanks Netflix um, I liked Criminal Minds Criminal Minds I was about to say yeah. I'm not up to date with that because no I'm not I tried I tried so re-watching and it's yeah. just like you're just wading through endlessly and the thing I really enjoy it but the thing about it is I can't watch too many because it, each episode is naturally depressing yep because they of its subject heavy. matter and there's also always I mean they do go for the woman the women being, and the being children. Murdered, being right, yeah, yeah, like... So I do intend on getting up to date, but I just can't... I could do, like, a season at a time. I couldn't mm. just binge it. I tried, and it was, like, yeah, a bit depressing. Yeah. The Emily Prentice actress is on TikTok. Oh. And someone someone mess, like did a comment saying, like, I've just rewatched all of them. And she was like... Why? What's wrong with you? She's like, you rewatched all of them. She's like, are you okay? Yeah, exactly. She was like, there's like a hundred something episodes. She like, she was like, that that's that this many hours. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> like when Netflix checked in on that person. That yeah. Watched too many. Or and then there's like the ones that are slightly crime adjacent as well. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously there was like the uh, Sherlock Holmes adaptations mm. and stuff, mm. which are not crime adjacent. Left for long time. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say with crime adjacent one. It will pop in my head, don't worry. Mm. Okay, The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. I've never even heard of that one. Oh. Uh, the League of Frightened Men by Rex Stout. On Balua Heights by Reginald Hill. And these are apparently the ten best classics, mm. and I've not heard of a lot. Classics are usually no. ones I've heard of at the very least. Yeah. Um, Gorky Park by Martin Cruz Smith. Oh, no. Oh, The Snowman by Joe Nesbo. I think I have this. I think I picked it up in a charity shop and I haven't read it. No, I don't know. No. I don't know. Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. No. No. And last one is Death at the La fin- Finis by Donna Leon. No. Oh. That's an interesting top ten list. That's, um, everyone should read these and half of them we've never even heard of. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know if it would count, but I would count it, like, Dan Brown's stuff are, like, crimey, mm. crimey adjacent. Like, detective Cluey. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mystery or conspi- conspiracy. And then you have, like, spy novels. Yeah, and they come with like spoofs and parodies and stuff like yeah. um, Austin Powers. <laughs> I used to like the Alex Rider ones. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of that. No, it's Alex Rider. Um, they got turned into a film that has Alex Pettifer in. He's the guy from Magic Mike, the blonde guy. I'm not seeing Magic Mike. Oh, and then I can't help you. Mm. Anyway, I'm just because we I had a crush on Alex Pettifer. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're a really good series of books, like YA books. And then there's lots of like other genres, because if you think about it, like superheroes quite often fall into the crime, mm. even though you may not think about it. So obviously Batman is the world's greatest detective, Ooh. which you may or may not know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what was so great about the 2022 film, because he was detecting. Mm. And there's like noir films, crime noir films oh, and yeah. stuff. Um 
like the classic ones where it's like a dame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, like Sin City is like the kind of superhero version of that. Yeah. Mm. So it, it branches so many things. And then, as I said, I really love YA uh, mysteries, which usually count as uh, crime. Uh, so I found a list of eight recent, as in coming out this year, mm. diverse YA mysteries. So I thought I'd just mention these in case yeah, anyone wants it. to add them to a list, because I probably will do. Diversity. Exactly. So um, <laughs> I didn't read this list beforehand, so I've not prepped any of the pronunciations. <laughs> just FYI. Oh, I skimmed it, but... Um, so Queen of the Tiles by Hannah Alcaf. Um, so this is about... Uh, Najwa Bakri, who is a talented, competitive Scrabble player, which sounds fun, i.e. Queen of the Tiles. Mm -hmm. Um, When her best friend Trina dies during the competition, uh, Najwa stops competing for a year, but now she's ready to come back, except when she while she's at her first tournament since Trina's death, someone starts posting from Trina's Instagram account. And then there's um, Cold by Mariko Tamaki. So Georgia has just learned the tragic news that a teenage boy from her brother's school has died. Todd Mayer was found dead and naked in a nearby park in the middle of winter. The circumstances of his death have people gossiping and police investigating. It even And even George, Georgia's curiosity is heat. Sounds good. I would say anyone found naked and dead in a lake probably would raise some questions. Yeah, props, props. should investigate prop, prop, that. Prop. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, the New Girl by Jessie Q. Satanto. So Leah has just won a track scholarship to Draycott Academy. Love anything in a boarding school. Yay. An exclusive boarding school for the ultra-rich in Northern California. On her first day, she witnesses another girl being dragged away by campus security, only to never be seen again. Oh, I like mm. that The Red Palace by June Her. June Her is known for a compelling history mystery, historical mysteries set in Korea. And in her latest book, she tells the story of Hyon, a palace nurse in mid 18th century, Joseon, when a serial killer strikes at the palace and Hyun's mentor is accused. She begins her own investigation into the crime. Yeah. And then... Oh, I've never looked up how to pronounce this person's surname, even though I want to read this book. Ace of Spades. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Farida Abiki Imidi. But I've probably pronounced that wrong, so apologies. Devon and Chiamaka have just been named prefects at the prestigious... <laughs> Nivus Private Academy. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Which is a personal keep for them both. And they've got their eyes on great universities and they're officially running against each other for valedictorian. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. When You Look Like Us by Pamela N. Harris. Jay lives with his sister Nick and grandma in Newport News, Virginia. He tries to be a good kid for his grandma, Mimi. Who took him and Nick in after his dad died and his mother after his dad died and his mother went to jail. And he can't stand that Nick stays out all hours with her drug dealing boyfriend. After he ignores a muffled phone call from her, he decides he's done trying to make her see reason, but then she doesn't come home. Mm. And then two more. The Lies We Tell by Katie Zoe. 
Anna Zoo is Anna Shu, I think, is eager to head off to college, even if she's just moving into a dorm across town. But she's got an ulterior motive. She wants to look into the unsolved murder of a childhood babysitter who was killed on campus. I think I've heard of Lies We Tell. Like, I'm sure that's one that's done the round on TikTok. It says 9th of August, so I don't know if that will be upcoming or if it came out. Because it just says um, recent books. So presumably it must have come out in August. The last one is Undercover Latina by Aya De Leon. In this upper middle grade slash lower YA crossover, 14-year-old Andrea Hernandez Balladoquin is a part of the factory, an international spy organisation. Oh whose mission is to protect people of colour. Her first mission is to go undercover as a white girl in order to befriend the <laughs> son of a white supremacist. That sounds... That sounds good. Really good, actually. <laughs> like The concept seems weird, but it sounds like it would be really fun. Yeah. Wasn't there there's someone that did that? They infiltrate, infiltrated the KKK. There was a film that came oh, out. Oh, really? Yeah, but I can't... This was like an ad, though, for a film that I didn't write down, so I didn't go see it. Mm. But there was like, it was a, I'm sure it was like a black FBI agent infiltrated the KKK, but obviously, and then he had to have like a person to be his like white face at certain like events and stuff so that he partnered with another detective who was like the in-person version, but I can't remember. It's like really half remembered. So if anyone knows what that film was, (laughs) I wanted to watch it, didn't write it down. (laughs) And therefore it's lost forever. And now I have no idea. (laughs) There is a series, I can't remember what it's called, and it's a YA mystery, and I love it, and now I can't remember what it's called, it's really bothering me. It's like called, I'm going to look it up, I'm just going to look it up, and I really want to listen to um, the Good Girl's Guide to Murder trilogy. I bought my mum the first book in that, I don't know if she um, ever read it. Yeah, I really want to try that. And I watched a, um, what can I type? Because you're talking at the same time. It's too much. Um, <laughs> I watched, I got an invite to a, like, thing with a publisher. Um, and it was like a Zoom thing. And they had authors whose books are coming out soon on there to talk about their new books. Yeah. And they had Holly Black on there, who's the author of The Good Girl's Guide to... Oh, no. Yeah, and she just made the book sound so... um, They've been on my radar anyway, but she made them... Yeah, I've heard really good things about them on TikTok. And she's got her first, like, adult novel Mm. coming out as well. Or it might have come out by now. Um, But she just made them all sound so much fun. Um, Yeah, that's definitely one I want to read. I can't remember what this is going to bother me. But the series is, like, four books. Oh, I remember. Hang on. (laughs) I believe in you. I couldn't remember. I believe in your brain. <laughs> here we go, here we go. I think I got it. I think I, I, think I just remembered the fourth book. Yes, by Maureen Woods. <laughs> so, it's the Truly Devious series. Oh yes! my God, yes. You've, this is one you've, um, from a previous episode that I've got in my wish list yeah, now. It's so fun. So, the first one's called Truly Devious. The next one's called The Vanishing Stair. The Hand on the Wall. That's it. I was typing the clock on the wall. That's why we didn't come up. And then the fourth one is called The Box in the Woods. So it kind of like is a trilogy and then she's added yeah. another one on and I think there's going to be a couple more now. That's another YA mystery that's really, really fun. Can you, can you do a little synopsis? Yes. So it follows 
Stevie. At the beginning, in the first book, she gets invited to a prestigious boarding school. <laughs> What's going on in these boarding schools? I think we think you're stuff. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know. Because we know you're all Tories, so it's sus. <laughs> so it's called Ellen, Ellen Academy. And it's a school for gifted children. Yeah. And so pe- the children that get invited there, you can't apply for it. Mm. Children get invited there are like gifted in some way. Yeah. And Stevie is a an online sleuth. So she likes mm. to solve murders online. And Eleanor Academy offer her a place based on that. And she's like, yeah, because there's a mystery, a murder mystery from Eleanor Academy from years and years ago. And she decides her project when she's there is going to be to solve the Ellenham Academy mystery. Yeah. So that's the book, book one. And then the next two books are also based at Ellenham Academy. And then mm. the fourth book, she's at like a summer camp and she's solving <laughs> an old mystery there. So yeah, oh, it's like really fun. It. Yeah. And she's a really likable character. Actually, all the characters are really likable in it. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, from last time you talked about it, I think I added it to It's just so list. fun, yeah. yeah. And then there's another one. I've not read the second one yet. The first one's called The Hawthorne Legacy, or is that the second one that's called The Hawthorne Legacy? The Hawthorne Legacy is definitely one of them. That's the second one. Okay, so the first one is called The Inheritance Games. Yes, I have heard of this. Yeah, and that's another fun little one. And um, I think there's a third one coming out, so it's going to be mm. a trilogy. Not read the second one yet, but that's another fun one. And that's about a girl who's poor. She has no family. Well, she has no parents. She's been adopted by her sister. Yeah. She's hard work, but she doesn't go to school. But she's very smart, but she mm. just doesn't want to do the school thing. She's been moved around a lot. Blah blah blah. And um, one day she finds out that she's inherited these millions from this gentleman called Mr. Hawthorne who died and left it to her for some reason. And she's like, well, there has to be a catch. And the catch is she has to live at the Hawthorne mansion for a year before she can have the money. So she moves there. However, all of his relatives who feel that they were entitled to the money, the inheritance, live there as well. Okay. So she's trying to work out why, how she got picked. They're trying to solve the mystery of his death. She, there's four grandsons and they're all hot and she <laughs> has like a little crush on two of Love them. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun as well. So they are the ones that, that I would good. say. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones I, I love get the into. YA ones. Yeah, like and the yeah the what was the one you mentioned that one now of us has, is lying. Yeah. Like that kind of vibe. Mm. That's the kind of vibe I like for crime now. I used to really like the adult crime. Yeah. Like I have all of the Kathy Reich series, but I'm, it's just not my vibe anymore. It's just not yeah. the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> There's one, I can't remember, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. There's one I read while I was travelling that one of the Australian girls had. Oh. And it was like, I was set in like Sweden or something. So obviously I had lots of like, and it was set in like a Swedish city, so it had lots of like stuff to do with like the, the city and things like that. And it was a mystery one, like a crime one. And that's the last crime book I read, I reckon. Yeah. Um, that's quite well. And then her book got water damage in my bag, which was really annoyed at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <fuzz> yeah. <laughs> and she never spoke to you again. Well, she's Australian as well, so it did cost her like $3. Yes. When I oh, watched yeah. the Australians, and they're like, oh, I got this in a charity shop as a steal, it was only $30. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. yeah. 
What? Yes. Yeah, 30p, so you mean? I didn't really understand why she was so annoying until I later realised how much that and book you, probably um, cost. And you were a, a, a student travelling, so you couldn't exactly offer to replace it. Yeah. Yeah, I was super, super scared when I was travelling. Like, the 30 quid. So I just pretended that's how it was when I got it. <gasps> no! I was a bad person. It was an obvious lie, but I panicked. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe that. I can't believe you yeah, didn't just my bad. <laughs> so, yeah, some adult ones that I've recently... Well, not recently, but that I read that I really enjoyed mm. was Anything by Dan Brown. I, I really enjoy it. I've I, I like, read I like Brown. the re- religious stuff in it as well. Yeah. And the Millennium series, which is like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, etc. They're oh, great okay. as well. Yeah, I've wanted, I've wanted to read them. They're ones that... They're really good. I think I've had an Amazon for a while. Yeah, but they're like. Well, you're you're just in your fancy zone. I like fancy, it. yeah. But I'm not opposed to branching out, mm. just spending money on it. Yeah, I'm opposed to spending money on it. Yeah, you, they're they're both the kind of books you can just pick up at the library. Mm. You don't even have to spend money on them. I know. <laughs> you're like, I'm still not going go to go to the library. Still get to the library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. I know I won't return them. Like, I just know. Oh, you're going to live my life. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I know. I know exactly who I am, and I'll forget to return them, and I'll rack yeah. up massive fees. Oh, I, just know, I know who I am. <laughs> so yeah, that was just kind of like a little wrap up of the history, and then just yeah. me blabbing about crime stuff. I like Any good ones. Let us know on Instagram what your favourite crime subgenre is slash book. Yeah, crack some crime wrecks. Yeah, and maybe if we get yeah, do some wrecks, and we can do an episode just like with crime recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and maybe I might even pick some up. Yeah, I won't. Oh, what a shame! Well. <laughs> <laughs> what a shame! We recommended some crime books. If, now you have to buy Honestly, them. if we got recommendations from people on Instagram or even on our website, yeah, I would happily just do a reading update of reading a collection of them. Yeah, I just think that'd be really fun. Yeah, um, reading some crime wrecks. Because I totally don't have enough books to read. So. No, exactly. <laughs> Who yes. doesn't need more books to read? I, I quite like, I mean, like, some of the Skullduggery are like detectives. Yes, they are. That's the thing, because he, he, he is a detective. Yeah, they are detectives, so. yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any of my other ones, like, solving crimes. I've got any fantasy ones. I don't think really. See, that they cross over so much, because that's like the yeah. fantasy detective. It's... I mean, at its heart, it's a detective novel, but it's got yeah. fantasy elements. Yeah, but with sorceress. Yeah. I like that. That's how you can get me on board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw some sorceress. Any other genre, basically. It. If you make it fantasy, <laughs> I will read it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can make me read so many things if you were just like, oh, but they're wizards. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold. Thank you. Um, so there's like a few try true crime books I want to read because obviously mm. I listen to true crime podcasts. I'm like, oh, no, because I think I've mentioned it loads of times. But I enjoy true crime. I watch podcasts. I watch YouTube videos. I enjoy true crime. Yeah. I know that true crime as a genre is kind of mm, can be seen as problematic because you're you're making money off yeah something that's happened to people. Perhaps their family might not want it spoken about. Whatever. So you've got to be careful of, obviously, who you follow. There's a few true crime books I want to read, mm. but at the same time, I'm like, do I want that in my brain more, though? <laughs> 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 like, do um, I? I don't know. I don't think 
I've ever read any true crime. My mum really likes to watch true crime. Oh, so I've seen a lot of Netflix. Netflix is every... all about the dramatization versions. She ran out of them and started oh. watching the ones in other languages. Yeah. Like, genuinely, she ran out of them. So every trashy yeah. Netflix crime documentary I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed Making a Murderer. That was, like, the start of it for Netflix. Mm. They made so much money from that. And that style of filming as well has now become, like, the norm. Because I watched the TikTok taking the mick out of it. And yeah. I was like, Mom, this is everything you watch. Did you see... Did, did you or your mum watch the parody version of the... I can't remember what it was called, but it was like who drew the dick at the No. <laughs> I'll have to find it for you. It's on Netflix. And it, like, <laughs> some kids at school are investigating who drew a dick on those yeah. car park at school or something. And it's filmed like that. It's just it, the TikTok was like, you know, when they're like, you never think it would happen. He was just a normal guy. Yeah. And then, like, you know, when it like does those different clips yeah. of someone. And it is like, and then one Saturday. <laughs> dun dun dun. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So, oh, like yeah. news footage of like, no, I'm Yeah, all the reporters yeah. just over talking each other and like newspapers yeah. going up. And, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. obviously there is a big, this is a completely different conversation, but there's a big ish, there's a big conversation around obviously how we as a society deal with serial killers. Mm. People buy merch yeah, I know. with serial killers on them like and a lot of these the serial night killers... stalker and um what's his name the the dude that everyone thinks it's hot and he's yeah um, bundy yeah but he wasn't really hot he was just an average white man mm. like <laughs> i think he was supposed to be quite charming charismatic apparently. yeah charismatic yeah. but but i don't know um, and like people you know actually put them on pedestals and like i just People get really into different serial killers. And so, like, when and I was looking into like the Richard Ramirez, which is the night stalker, mm. everyone's like, how hot he is and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I can see he's hot. But he got married in jail and there was women like mm. proposing, throwing underwear at him and stuff. Not, I mean, not only did he, you know, murder people... <laughs> But he kidnapped and sodomized children. I yeah. don't understand. No, I don't. I don't I just understand I don't. at all. And also, part of the pathology of being a serial killer is this after like fame they get, and that's what some of them want yeah. as well. But yeah, you don't know any of the victims' names. No. They are the names you should know. They are the names yeah. you should care about. Yeah. It was like whenever these things are reported about, I'm like. We were watching one documentary. I was like, they've not mentioned the names of the women once. No. That's why I love The Five. Mm. Oh, by Hayley something. The book. Look it up. It's about the Jack the Ripper victims. Just about their lives. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. You know what I watched recently? Which is like a crime-ish one. But it's a bit triggering. So maybe might be a bit too intense. Believe me. So... It's got the full name is a bit longer. Hang on, it's on my list of ones I saw on TikTok. Um, uh, the abduction of, and then the name of the girl, but it's on it's on Netflix. However, the first fifteen minutes is her abduction and her rape. Mm-hmm. So, trigger warning might be a bit too intense to watch. But then after that, she basically she somehow convinces the guy to let her go. Oh, but it turns out he's a serial killer who the police are hunting for and she can't make the police believe her that she's been abducted and stuff until one guy 
kind of believes her basically and like listens to her and then he starts to put the pieces together of everything she like she because she the way she coped was like memorizing details mm. as she was being abducted so she counted how many street lights she went past and stuff like that and how many steps sounds like an episode of criminal minds yeah but she genuinely was counting things like this just yeah. as a way to cope and she like deliberately left her fingerprints on stuff in his house Aww. left a piece of her hair left some blood on his she car left DNA everywhere, she left basically she left dna so that she well her thinking was if i die at least they can prove it they can we can someone will know what happened yeah. to me so then they used all these pieces she put together to create like an area code for where he was it's like basically to fi- to find him and it's about this girl and this detective and she's like 16 and she helps him catch a serial killer that and then at the so end good. it's a real woman and at the end she becomes a police detective and it's it's the actual woman oh. um in her full like police gear yeah. and like and it's a picture of her with the guy the detective that believed her oh, and i was like <laughs> and then she like and she worked for women's crimes for her whole life her whole yeah. career so anyway that's a good one. Yeah. Bit to the first 15 minutes, maybe just skip it if that's you don't want to see that. It was a bit intense. Yeah. But the rest of it was really interesting. There you go. You've, we've given you loads of breaks now. Yeah. All over the place. Movies, books, Netflix shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's our crime chat. We yeah. hope you like it. <laughs> Give us some recs on Instagram or on our website. Yes. Well, I think we'll run a, we'll try and remember to run a poll in our stories with like, not a poll, but like a suggestion box yes. in our story on the day this episode comes out. We will do we'll our do best that. to remember. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just your weekly reminder to please like us on whatever, yeah. whatever We're platform on. you listen to us on, please. Yeah, like, review, subscribe share and we're on facebook we're on instagram we are even on linkedin (laughs) now so you can find us on a few places i don't think we need it we're not going to get a twitter i don't think we need that um i don't get into it especially now elon musk is involved we're not going to fire (laughs) (laughs) no thank you all right right love you as a friend (laughs) speak to you next week i love you as more than a friend (laughs) Bye. bye